0: Resurrection Assembly of God. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. <laughs> Praise God. Before we get into the sermon, we have some really gifted young people in this church. I thank God for all the teenagers, as I have been all summer, for all the work that they have done. I thank God that without asking, Lois just shows up and passes out bulletins (laughs) and helps me out, that Nevi gets up here and prophesies, that Moses gets up here to prophesy. We have a wonderful church family. And it is Family Sunday, so we're all together, and I just want to make a pastoral reminder of what we believe in this church, right? We're a family. We are not here for an agenda, not for getting through the order of service and checking off the boxes perfectly, and um we're we're on kingdom soil and we are all about extravagance and the time it takes and we're not here to be perfectly efficient so if we need a little extra time to you know, pass out bulletins, if we need a little extra time to wait for people to finish praying at the altars, if we need a little, uh, if we all just need to barely be able to pay attention, we trust that the Spirit is going to speak to us what we need to hear, because the voices of all those giggling kids is praises unto the Lord, so... Uh, We're not going to be upset at noises, so don't feel like you need to shush your kids. Or I'm not going to be upset if they need to move around. We're all here together as one big church family, and that's okay. That's good. That's what it's supposed to be. So um, because it's Church Family Sunday where we're all together, I do need the kids to help me with my sermon a little bit. So. Kids, can you look at me? Kids. All right. Do you guys like to eat fruit? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like fruit? Do you know there's different fruits that have peels and we peel them? Like bananas. Yeah. Or oranges. Or maybe you, like, get out a peeler and you peel an apple. What was that? Or watermelons. Or mangoes, yeah. You could peel a peach. All right, whatever fruit you like to peel, I need you to hold in your hand. I'm gonna hold an apple, and the microphone's gonna be a peeler because I think that's funny. Um, so hold your apple, and as I say this, I need you to peel your apple and get God's word hidden in your heart and and stuck in your mind. Okay. You ready? I appeal appeal, appeal it to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We did this um, years ago where we were memorizing Romans 12 because I love it so much. And every time I read those first words, I have to peel an imaginary fruit. So I hope every time you peel a fruit, you think about Romans 12. There we go. So we are here today to worship the one true God, because like we said last week in part one of Romans 12, we live a better exodus in Christ. We have moved from the slavery of sin and death into the freedom of life In Christ Jesus, under his lordship, called to a new kingdom. Jesus is Lord. Good job. We are not marked by borders or ethnic identity, but by the king that we serve. Jesus is Lord, and our worship marks us apart. So we offer our bodies as living sacrifices to the one who offered himself in death that we might live. And today we're going to move into the second half of what that means. What it means to serve the Lord Jesus Christ as citizens of his kingdom. So let's jump into Romans 12 again. This time, starting in verse nine. There's too many things on this pulpit. Romans twelve, starting in verse nine, and I'll wait till I get a thumbs up. Three, four, two, eight, four, two. Is the page number? She lied. Something else. 891. That's what it says in the bulletin, if it's right. All right. Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection, here's one of my favorites, outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Let's pray. God, we worship you. We magnify your holy name. We offer ourselves to you. We submit to your lordship because you are the only good and righteous one. Father, renew our minds that we might discern your will and give us strength to walk by your spirit in the way we should go. We ask all of this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Church, as I said last week, Romans 12 is more than just a list of how we ought to live. It is the sign that we are God's people, members of his kingdom, under his righteous and just rule. Jesus was crowned king of kings with that crown of thorns. The spirit has been poured out, and his law is now written on our hearts, and his law is love. Church Romans 12, 9 and following is indeed a list, but it is a list that teaches us something deep about who we are and how we see this world. We are people of the kingdom that is coming, the kingdom that is now and not yet, the kingdom of Christ. And even though we may find ourselves in the United States of America, citizens or not, of one nation or another, our allegiance is to a deeper, truer, and lasting kingdom, the kingdom that cannot and will not be shaken. And because of that, we cannot be conformed to the kingdoms of this world or live by the short-sighted wisdom of this present age. Church, we must live in the nations of this world as people of the new exodus, the people of Christ's kingdom coming with the law of Christ, the law of love, held in supremacy over all other laws. That is what is at stake here in Romans chapter 12. Paul is telling the church, situated at the center of the Roman Empire, An empire that squashes rebellion with brutality and violence that they must not fall prey to the morality of that empire but must keep in front of their eyes Jesus' law of love. They have to keep in front of their eyes the upside down paradigm of his good and righteous kingdom. And church, we too need to do that. This is why I encourage people, all of you, to memorize Romans chapter 12. Because we must not conform this to this world, to this nation, to this age. Rather, we must be transformed by the renewal of our mind, by the spirit in Christ, to the glory of God the Father. So let's dig in to our Kingdom Manifesto, or our Kingdom Constitution, or our Kingdom Pledge of Allegiance, Romans 12. Let love be genuine. Kids, can you hold up a little heart, a little heart? Say, let love be genuine. Thanks. This is the echo of everything Christ said, over and over. When asked which commandment is the most important of all, Jesus says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. That one's in John. Another one. This is my commandment, that you love one another, as I have loved you list can go on. To be known as a follower of Christ, we must let our love be genuine. We must love one another as Christ has loved us. And the love of Christ is not some trite platitude. It is more than nice words. It is shaped like a cross. It is sacrificial and tangible and radical and costly. It is the love that is poured out even for our enemies and those who persecute us, even though they may never love us in return. It is love that believes all things and hopes all things and endures all things. In an empire obsessed with money, and power, and expansion, and might, the call to walk the path of Christ, the path of sacrificial love, is not a virtue. But we as kingdom citizens must resist the call to war, to pride, to vengeance, and to power. We must walk humbly with our Lord in genuine love and abhor what is evil, hate what is evil, just as we hold fast to all that is good. So love one another with brotherly, familial affection. Church, in worship, we are bound together in deeper ways than any nation truly offers. In worship, in Christ, just as Pastor Joseph said earlier, we are members of one body. Have you heard the saying, um, blood is thicker than water? Meaning family ties are deeper than any other. Well, here, Paul is contending, blood may be thicker than water, but Christ's blood is the thickest of all. Our commitment to the people of God is bigger than anything else. It's bigger than neighborly pleasantries. It extends beyond commitment to our own biological families, though that is no excuse to stop loving your families well even when your families are your enemies. Our commitment to one another is as the family of God, members of one body. We are a family, and the kingdom will be the forever Christmas family feast in heaven, so we live into that now. We are a family united in Christ, members of his royal household. We are brothers, keep we are our brothers' keepers. And with that kingdom of Christian love, we must not seek to elevate ourselves above one another. Instead, it is our call to outdo one another in showing honor. Kids, say outdo one another in showing honor wow kids help me out this is rule number 1 and i know you all know it say outdo one another in showing honor wow grown ups help the kids out outdo one another in showing honor oh i see you're just shy okay Recognizing Christ in our sister, we must recognize Christ in our brother and in our church aunts and in our church uncles and our church mothers and our church grandfathers. We must outdo one another in showing honor, church. As kingdom citizens, next... When the empire lays out a path of ease or wealth and power before us, we have to be vigilant. We must not be slothful in our zeal to serve the Lord. As citizens of God's kingdom and members of his royal family, we don't grind for the sake of our bank accounts and our titles. We press on in spirit that we might serve the one true God who called us into his marvelous light. And when the kingdoms rage and the people plot in vain, we look beyond to the hope we have in the victory we are assured in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so we can too rejoice in hope. With eyes on the promise of God, we, knowing our future is secure, can be patient in tribulation. And so we are constant in prayer. Kingdom citizens, recognize Jesus as Lord. And so remember that all of this earth, the fullness thereof, belongs to him. And it means something for the way we think about our possessions and the way we interact with them. When I remember my home belongs to God... My money is his money, and he has called me to the path of loving sacrifice and familial care, contributing to the needs of our fellow saints becomes the natural response. Kingdom citizens remember the welcome of Christ, and so We seek to show hospitality and clothe and feed and give water to and welcome in the Lord himself through our neighbors. Welcome others as Christ welcomes you, church. Be generous and offer your things. Offer hospitality in service and in worship of God. Because we are members of his kingdom. And that is the way of his kingdom the offering of oneself in big ways and little ways. Kids, invite your friends to play with you and so serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Grown ups, share a casserole with your sick neighbor to the glory of God our Lord. See how each of these things that Paul lists for the Roman churches calls them and calls us back to the way of Christ, to the law of love. Think about it. See how subversive these practices are to empires that are obsessed with wealth and might and self-aggrandizing. The list goes on. Bless those who persecute you. Hear me, church. Because we've all had our persecutions. Some of us have genuinely been cursed. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Church... As ambassadors of Christ's kingdom, we must be a people of blessing and peace. Because Christ came not to condemn the world, but that in him the world might be saved. Christ came with the annunciation of peace. Church, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. We are called to live in the community of Christian fellowship, not as individuals. So, my sister's pain is my pain. And my brother's joy is my joy. Christ's kingdom is not of this world, church. Though we may be scattered across national borders, though we may be divided into different tribes at all times, we as kingdom citizens must remember that deep unity that comes by the spirit of God and transcends the borders of this world. As God's people live the way of god's love lay down your pride lay down your claims lay down your debts at the feet of jesus christ our lord turn over to him that judgment which is right rightfully his and pursue his way of peace his way of reconciliation and generosity and unity and love as his people Live this way of love to the least of these, even to your enemies. Because in the end, the good and righteous judge will make right all that has gone wrong. Let me say it again. The good and righteous judge will make right all that has gone wrong. We cannot play by the rules of this world. We serve the God who makes things right. We cannot choose evil. Only God can turn evil to good. Only God can transform what was broken into something that is healed. Only God can raise the dead. We don't use the tools of the enemy. We serve our Lord and trust him. As citizens of God's kingdom, we are set apart to serve him, even in this wilderness. We must not over be overcome by evil. We must not. Instead, every day, in every way, we must seek to overcome evil with the goodness of God. And so glorify the name of our Lord. So live as citizens of the kingdom of God, church. Memorize Romans 12. Don't be conformed to this world, but choose to walk in the love of Christ. Because King Jesus has been crowned, he is taking the throne, and his kingdom is coming. Yes, surely he is coming soon.